Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Happy and glorious, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Ukraine are through to the playoff final and Argentina won the final. It's Thursday, 2nd of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Oh, hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. Andy and Peter are with me, with us, if you will. What's we're, happening? We're in and around you. In and, just around me. Okay. Let's be clear about that, <laughs> Let everybody. Me in. <laughs> Although I do sound rather chirpy today. Mm. Um, we've had international football, Andy Brassel. It's been, it's been intriguing. Some good performances, some lesser performances. Yes. Which, of course, takes mm. us uh, to last night's happenings at Hamden. Scotland 1, Ukraine 3. The Scots are out. And Ukraine advanced to that World Cup play- World Cup playoff final against Wales on Sunday. Hugely uh, um, uh, important victory for Ukraine, of course, very emotional, um, and so on and so forth. But very disappointing for Scotland. Is anyone else absolutely astonished by this? Because I didn't see how, with a lot of those players having hardly played for six months, yeah, how Ukraine could turn up and yeah produce something this coherent. I mean, you're right from the Scotland perspective. The performance was mm. a, a, a little bit disappointing. I guess, I guess people will ask, you know, were they were they distracted by the occasion? Could they manage the occasion? Which I, I think is is reasonable given like some of Scotland's performances in in recent years. You know, they've they've done incredibly under Steve Clark. But it, it, the weird thing about the game is, with everything happening with the occasion, mm. 
it felt as if it was just logical football in that yeah, Ukraine turned up, they've got better players than them, they're really good, mm-hmm. they played better and they beat them. Yeah. yeah. Which is really strange given the other context around it, no? After after the first 10 minutes, I thought I thought the Ukraine team looked like they, um, the, the occasion obviously mm-hmm. uh, had got on top of them and, and goodness me, it would, it would happen to any uh, professional footballer if they were in that situation. But, you know, credit to both teams, it was a football match and like you said, yeah, it was a very ordinary uh, football match with, you know, sloppy moments. <laughs> People didn't really like lose their heads but, but they they were just sloppy and a bit listless and stuff and, bit, and, and, and good God, that McGinn header. Like, <laughs> oh, what, no. what on earth was that exactly yeah it was unmarked had could have picked any part of the goal and it's McGinn <laughs> yeah it's the man you probably wanted to fall to really I mean yeah I, I, I hear what you're saying about the occasion and and whatnot and it shows you doesn't it how Ukraine understandably sort of the, the, the away support which they were in good voice of course it just mm. it all seemed to actually propel Ukraine forward as the game sort of you know Quickly um, uh, went on because they were the, the better side for the for the majority of it. There was there was a there was a you know a, a small period where you you know you mentioned the, the McGinn mm. header where Scotland suddenly thought, hang on a minute, we need to let this home advantage count as we have done over the years, and come on, we're better than this. We can make more of a game of it. And of course, they got McGregor scored, got back into it, but really it felt more like right, we've got to have a bit of a flurry here. And see, but I always felt Ukraine were good for another goal at the other end. Yeah, it, it it did feel like sort of lower division side in a cut match. Yeah, having a go with nothing to lose in the last half. Also, it was largely provoked by Georgie Bushan. Oh my goodness, having a really strange second half. Yeah, he, he really didn't fancy <laughs> the ball at his feet that much, did he? And then he didn't no. fancy or, or in his hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or anywhere near him. No, yeah. I, didn't enjoy it. I, I it wouldn't have surprised me if uh, if he'd have been hooked. I mean, imagine that if like you never see that, do you? <laughs> Let's be honest. Of all the positions on the field, like if, if a striker's not having a good yeah. time, he can be taken off a defender, whatever. You never see the manager going, "Yeah, he's having an absolute he's... shocker. <laughs> we need to sub the keeper off." He's forgotten what football Whereas, is. Whereas why does that not happen? You because think that it, should happen more? No, but it's it would be a perfectly legitimate substitution. Yeah, yeah. If that was to happen, because he clearly he, <laughs> the way it was going, there was a chance he might have cost his side a very important football match. Mm. So, uh, so get him off. <laughs> it, it, it does feel like you rebuilding your house halfway through some friends having a sleepover, though, <laughs> taking a goalkeeper off. That's the problem, isn't it? I, I know what you it's, mean. It's what it what it feels like symbolically. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it does a bit, Andy. But you, you know, do you want to win or not? Well, they did win, so I suppose you, yeah. fair enough. Um, but yes, uh, you, 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 Ukraine they they went ahead for a lovely goal from Yarmolenko. Great touch and finish. And again, it, it just felt like yeah, this is Scotland are really up against it. They they they're trying to push push but Ukraine looked mm. fairly comfortable defensively in the first half and 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 they were creating chances up the other end and it was a very very difficult uh, task for Scotland a little bit more difficult than perhaps people thought and when Jan Yeremchuk uh, scores that 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 second goal you know they really felt like this is ours now and they grew into it and then of course they scored um very uh, late on uh, but again, they'd missed opportunities before that. Um, there were some great recovery tackles and, and some Craig great, Gordon had a really Craig good first Gordon, half. Uh, yeah, he yeah. made some very, very good saves. But, but really, you're right. It was as if Ukraine said, "This is our moment now. We've we've been out of the um, we've been out of the international football circuit, if you like, for a little while. 
we need to give these travelling supporters something to cheer about the people back home for crying out loud, you know. But if mm. if, if it is even possible just for a moment's mm. uh, uh, respite, perhaps not, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and they'll fancy it against Wales in the final uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, Wales, Wales will also think, hang on a minute, we've got a great chance here. Both both sides will, will, will fancy it, of course. Um, but Ukraine, I, I was actually quite impressed by them um, last night as well, the, the, some of their play. Yeah, the back a little bit shaky. I'm quite impressed by um, young lad. Uh, Mudrik, is it? Yeah. Who came on? Um, touch of uh, Eric Harland, maybe even just looking at the hair. Yeah, it's just the hair. Just the yeah. hair. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but very sharp. Yeah. Very, very enjoyable. A lot of, lot of interest from over here. It looked like he was going to sign for Brentford um, three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. but it still hasn't happened. There's been talk that Shakhtar are maybe going to hold on to him for a, a little bit. To me, it sounds like they're, they're saying, we've realised there's more interest <laughs> out there than we thought. Let's have an auction. Mm. Oh, totally, right. yeah. Well, and also with these little shop windows that we saw last night, and then probably another one on. Yeah, Sunday. he was great in the friendlies they played as, as as well. He looks, he really looks a player. Yeah, Pete Donaldson. Um, is it time for Pep Guardiola to let Alexander Zinchenko off the uh, lead a little bit? Because <laughs> that footwork, the the way he plays for Ukraine, it's beautiful. Well, look, it's, it's some players find their freedom at, at an international level, don't yeah. they? But you're not going to get that at, under, under Pep Guardiola. He, he's, just, he's just put left back and I just I feel it's Fabian Delph all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he is glorious when he plays for Ukraine because it's understated. It's a bit like David Alaba for Austria, you know, where they're the, one of the best players, possibly the best player for the team and they let off the lead a little bit to kind of... Well, there's a brief at club level and there's a do your thing at international level. Well, yeah. And it's understandable but he, what I loved is every time he got the ball he just kept shuffling left foot to right foot left foot, <laughs> weaving in and out the play. It was, it was, it was, it was quite marvellous. <laughs> and but that's why international football is good. It's why it's better. It's purer. It's like people are off the clock a little bit. Completely, yeah. yeah. I mean, but Scotland themselves though, this is disappointing. It's great for Ukraine. They go into that final against Wales. We'll come on to Wales in, in, in just a sec. That last five minutes was really disappointing from, from Scotland's yes. point of view. Well, there's just four minutes of um, extra time, added time. And yeah. they, just, they just didn't look like capable of getting the ball up the field. Never mind yeah. uh, working a, working mm. an opening. Was... But that's Scotland's. That, that's often been the problem mm. for them. Is that it's the cutting edge. You know, they can put in very spirited performances. We saw that against England at the Euros, of course, and and other performances getting to the Euros. Uh, that you know, that the home support is great. Um, defensively, they can look solid. They can look a bit of creativity in midfield and, 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 and a bit of industry as well. It is that cutting edge. You know, you mm. look at some of the other sides around them uh, geographically uh, who have had uh, maybe not so much Northern Ireland, but you look at Wales, you know, they have goal scorers. You look mm. at the Republic of Ireland, again, not at the moment, but over the years they've had a few people. And, and, and Scotland, you just think, yeah, that, that, that ability to just stick the ball in the back of the net is is not quite there. But Clark was is, was fairly bullish after, for, as Steve Clark goes. Um, he says, this is no way, this is just a one-tournament team and, and, and they're done. He feels mm. that they, they mm. can do something. And you think to yourself, well, yeah, I mean, look, they've, you know, been beaten by a, a better side in quite exceptional circumstances with everything that's going yeah. on. Mm. Um, so I think Scotland, they will be very disappointed today. But it's it's not you know the, you build and you got the nations. It sounds and... patronising to say the fact that you're disappointed shows how far you've come. But I think it does to a certain extent. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I, I they've, yeah. they've they've come out of that cycle of you know just general failure, haven't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. You, you know they look like qualifying for tournaments. Yeah, mm-hmm. Certainly, well, it could have course, easily been two in a row. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and of course they did. But I think that they will be particularly annoyed that 
there was Wales, you know, it's a bit of a derby game. It would be a 50-50 match, you know, there's a real chance to do something there. I was, um, I was loving Petrikov after the uh, uh-huh. final whistle and stuff and the things he said about, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the men in the trenches back home and stuff. It was a, it was a, it was, it was a great night for football and a great night for, uh, well, Ukraine, for Alexander Petrikov and, and Ukraine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he yeah. said, yeah, I'm an emotionally, um, I am emotionally and mentally exhausted. You know, didn't want to analyse the game and so on. You, no, I bet. you can't blame him. But yes, he he looked um, very pleased with with what happened, but mm. emotional as well, which is very very understandable. Um, they're going to have to uh, face Wales, of course, on Sunday in the playoff final uh, for a spot at the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, and uh, Wales uh, played Poland in the UEFA Nations League. Much rested Wales side, we should say. Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, Ben Davis and Joe Allen were left out of the squad. So Rob Page showed his intentions there to yeah. prioritise the game on Sunday, which of course is the wise thing to do, despite the Nations League being a very important tournament in itself, Andy. We want yes. to distance ourselves from Kevin De Bruyne and his comments, of course, although I completely understand it from his point of view because he's played about 114 matches this season. And he's not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, but Wales, they, they, they lost 2-1, of course, away in Poland. And to be honest with you, looking at that, you know, their their big players were out. Um, They're away against a decent side. Uh, And really, it was a very sort of unlucky, sloppy, fortuitous goal that Poland scored to win it at five minutes from time. And and our page, I think, was right at the end. He said, you know, actually, you know, that's not a bad performance. He was quite bullish uh, as he goes. And uh, and I thought, well, well, fair enough. Yeah, they, they should have had a draw out of it. Definitely. I thought it was pretty well organised from Wales. Rob Page is doing a great job. Mm. Considering the circumstances in which he took over as this kind of stopgap, I think, um, you know, you expect the investment from mm-hmm. from the players. But I think in terms of their um, organisation, their poise, I thought it was pretty good all over again. Um, the goals were pretty much... See it out. Yeah, I mean, the goals I thought were pretty much all about um, at international football you just can't give people a time and space to shape and shoot which is what happened you know mm. with, with both calls I know the second one was massively deflected in the path of somebody but uh, Kaminsky very low energy cartwheel very disappointed <laughs> I totally agree with you Absol- I thought he was going to go for the flip yeah and he didn't sort of, do it he, he, thought, he thought about it he yeah. thought no yeah. There are other matches to be played. There is more UEFA Nations League. I must respect the UEFA Nations <laughs> Is this a UEFA Nations League celebration? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, some might argue. <laughs> I would say not, because if it was, it would have gone the full hog. But yeah, yeah. He, did, he did sort of go to shape to do the... The Peter Beagree, the Oberfemi <laughs> Martins, whichever one you want, the Loire Loire. And he pulled out the coward, uh, but fair yeah. enough, he did score. Um, Johnny Williams' goal was described as um, like a, what was it, sort of like a, a, a beautiful hit it's or a sort. lovely hit. You need a keeper. He was slightly yeah. Yeah. I think the keeper yeah. might I, th- I think there was there was a bit of surprise dip on it yeah. that, that, that did him because actually it it, it doesn't bounce bef- you look at it initially and you think it's bounced ahead of him but it doesn't it bounces when it's past him yeah. but it's dipping when yeah. it's coming towards him so it's very difficult to judge like a, a, a member of staff at McDonald's being a bit generous to you. You open the bag and there's a little surprise dip in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Rob Page referring to him as a Johnny Esther. Yeah, that's fun. But I, obviously <laughs> we know these nicknames exist, but when the manager refers to the player as that, yeah, I think that's lovely. But you're sort of going, that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's, that's an that ironic well. nickname. I won't have that. Yeah, true. Yes, they're still playing. Uh, the uh, <laughs> just. they just about uh, the hundred games. Hundred games for um, is it Vissel Kobe? Yeah, 
100 games for uh, think, in the J League. I, I, I wouldn't have seen that coming. No, I think because he looked enough. about 50 when he was 25. <laughs> um, yeah, because he was playing about 100 games a season. Yeah, back then. probably. Yeah, um, I very much enjoyed. Uh, someone sent over the. Uh, we couldn't find the highlights uh, to to, to uh, re up our uh, knowledge of, of the Poland uh, Wales match from last night. Um, but some Finn uh, from our production team he sent over the Welsh commentary version. Yeah, oh yeah. of it. No pretenses about you know any impartiality <laughs> go on Johnny yeah 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 go on Johnny <laughs> I, I did enjoy like, I like a couple of minutes into watching it where you left the text in the group going it's a good Polish commentary isn't it teehee teehee but um, um, Dan- tough... Daniel James looked the part didn't he I, I mean it was interesting he I does felt what Daniel like James does what I don't know he does he did last night I thought what ja- Daniel James should do because Ooh. I felt like that was the role he was meant to do for Leeds in the back end of the season and didn't really successfully manage to do. Well, the the job was just stay up for crying out loud and see what you can do next season. And Daniel James, with that sending off, perhaps didn't play his part in that. Yeah, possibly, (laughs) possibly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, But did he not miss his old strike partner, Gareth Bale? Did he not miss him? They'll be reunited soon. Well, you you would have thought so on Sunday. (laughs) It's a tough crew for Wales in the Nations League, of course. Uh, Netherlands and Belgium and and, and Poland. But they're at the top tier now because they got promoted a couple of years ago. uh, Are you uh, saying they're the Norwich of this edition of the Nations League? I I never said that. I said they've got a tough group. (laughs) Well, when you read the group out, you did pretty much say that, didn't you? I never had. Well, you're saying that. You're You're saying they're the whipping boys. I am saying. You're saying they're the Kovacic of... uh, Of James's I, I, mind. You're I, saying zero points. He's actually making a zero with his fingers <laughs> at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely, you are a bastard, Dan. <laughs> He's doing the Undertaker. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and I've just taken all of my clothes off to uh, disrespect anybody who uh, <laughs> may be in the room. But yes, but of course, um, the biggest game in Wales is history, according yes. to Rob Pages, this Sunday as they face Ukraine in uh, Cardiff. That's just to get Gareth Bale going, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> He's a big game player. Gareth, we know your interest <laughs> in football is waning by the by the hour. Um, <laughs> this is the biggest game in our history, and remember, it is for a spot of the World Cup. This is yeah. not a UEFA Nations League game, Gareth, for no, crying out loud. It's a supermarket sweep. It's, just get everything and get out. The whole lot. <laughs> get it all, get out. Yeah, as much as you can in the trolley, and uh, and, and we're away. Well, Gareth Bale, um, he, he will be involved on, on, on Sunday, of course, along with uh, the other players Aaron Ramsey Ben Davis and Joe Allen I thought Aaron Ramsey could have done with a bit of match practice myself yeah. but there we are it's, it seems to be not the case for Wales because Gareth Bale very rarely gets any match practice and yet he puts in the performances for Wales so maybe it's some sort of cheat codes that Rob Page has found but in a statement on Twitter uh, Gareth Bale has said um, he said cheerio to Real Madrid of course and said his dream became a reality in his nine years with the club. Presumably that dream was make as much money as possible while doing as little work as possible. Um, <laughs> having won a lot of trophies, don't disrespect the trophies. He's won five mm. of uh, uh, those Champions League medals. Um, I think only Cristiano Ronaldo has scored more goals in UEFA finals. Yeah, he's got four and yeah. Bill's got three. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. It is impressive. It is impressive. But, but it, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It doesn't the, the, tell the full story. No, that's there. that's right. The subtext mm. of the statement mm. was delicious because it, you read it and you're like, everything in his factual, mm-hmm. he's being very polite about mm. Real Madrid. He's being grateful to Florentino Perez and mm-hmm. everyone who looked after him. And it says Ala Madrid at the end. You read it in a different context and you think, that's really nice. Mm. But if you're a Real Madrid fan and you're mm. reading that, it's, it's like, you're trolling us. <laughs> 
You're trolling. <laughs> you little well, squirt. Well, you can't get too angry because you're quite good and you've scored very <laughs> important goals and good goals for us. Ah, mm, you're, only, you're, you're only... indelibly marked on our memory. Ah, <laughs> that's the sad thing, though, Pete. Actually, it's... I don't think it's sad. And he gave about as much as the club gave to fucking Real Madrid fans. That club is mad. Yeah. Badly mad. It's okay. madness. And it has been right throughout his tenure at Real. Well, huh? yeah, I mean, but they've won a lot. Of tra- Look, from where I'm sitting as a neutral in this, I'm not Team Bale, I'm not Team Madrid. I'm just sitting here trying to get in by. In my Real Madrid top. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody's clothed me. But... Um, <laughs> I, I just, you know, you look at those performances and the goals he scored in in the finals, and and those seasons where he was banging them in, and he was up front with Benzema and and Ronaldo, and it was it was phenomenal, and they were great at playing in that side, and he yes. very much played his part in a very very good team that that were the first side to win back to back Champions Leagues and so on and so forth. Big goals in big matches, totally. all over the place. Yeah, the, the goal where he ran off the pitch in the Copa del Rey but final. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and even though he takes a really bad touch, it still doesn't mean the defender can catch him and he still doesn't he's, stop him from scoring. He's genuinely like a racehorse. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is, yeah. it is superb yeah. stuff. You know, So we have, uh, or the most Madrid fans have those memories. But they are slightly clouded. And, and in time, I think you no, will no, forget. No, no, that happened. Do the, the Real Madrid fans have those memories? I think it's the different question. <laughs> well, <laughs> because in, in a bit, it'll be clouded. I think in time, they'll probably forget the last few years. But it's not yeah, just the hopefully. fact that he didn't play. It was the fact that he was like openly like laughing at them. Now, you can say, well, that's the club that, you know, he's... Was he, though? Yes. Was, it, was, yes. He, was I, he, though, I or were, the, were they basically trying every trick in the book to get rid of him they were really upset that he wasn't playing ball and he refused to be apologetic about it which would be my reading of it yeah. I know you, you've often said that but obviously Luke gave his take the other day I think I think the, the, the problem is I don't think either of them have covered themselves in glory no no I think and that is fair. my point yeah. is the fact that hence I'm not you know for one or for the other I, I think Bale he was t- very surprised at how the press dealt with him I think when mm. it started to go a bit sour yes. like, I, I think the ferocity and the you know the the, the industry uh, based around this fucking just trash uh, mm. uh, um, writing. Uh, I think they were. Very, I think he was very surprised, even as a player who obviously played and was one of the most successful footballers in in the Premier League. He's obviously used to it, but Jesus Christ, it's up another level. With well, completely, there, yeah. I, and so I, yeah, I, I like like I say, Bale is as as given football so much you know and, and and those moments and I think in this country I still think he is revered in this country very much so when he came back to Spurs it was oh my god Bale's coming back how, how many other uh, British players has, have been as successful played in such important mm-hmm. games and produced the, the goods mm-hmm. and has been so important for their country I just I, I, I think oh, he's he, one of the finest British players of all time right. as I say there, there is an argument that, yeah. that, that he, you know some might say he is the best I know one or two people who do say that I know others who, who, who might not. Our friend Tim Morgan on Twitter just constantly tweeting about it this week. <laughs> he, he, he can, he's a man on a mission, that guy. I mean, obviously, Bale's important enough uh, for the Queen because he's got an MBE as well. Well, he gave half a million quid to the NHS, I think, or some kind of um, charity during um, right. during COVID, and his wife gave half a million to one in Spain. So. Mm. There we are, you see. He'll probably get something from Spain as well. Well, I certainly hope um, that we see him uh, play well on, on Sunday. And if Wales do win that game and they and they and they go to the World Cup, again from where I'm sitting, it extends Bale's uh, footballing career for a bit because yeah. I think he might retire if they don't make the fight, if they don't make Qatar. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I, I think we're coming to the end quite rapidly. I think the absence of any sort of future plans mm. in that is, is it clangs. But I think also it, it's, I yeah, think out then a year in MLS. 
Take a year out and it'll back for the MLS, mm. baby. Yeah, I think you might Miami. underestimate how physically demanding that league is. <laughs> Into Miami, is he going to wait for Big Phil to leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, player manager. Big Phil. Little Phil. There's already a big feel on the footballing stage, Andy, and I'm surprised you've uh, disrespected him saying that. But Yeah, I was ironically calling I him th- Big Phil. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I think, quiet Phil, I think, uh, but I think, with, I think, again, that shows you with Bale is that, that as, as fans of football in this country, we look at him and go, oh, God, you've got so much talent. We want to see you. We want to see you on the football. We want to see you sort of tearing it up and so on. So I think, I think he is revered in this country, in, in, in all of Britain, not just Wales. And, and I think that that's why it can be a bit frustrating to see that talent just sitting on the bench and, and seemingly not being that bothered in the last sort of couple of seasons. But we've already talked about that. I think that to me is, the, as, as I say, from my neutral position, I, there's the frustration there. For, for another side of that neutral position, I would say, is look at the injuries. And that, that is a large part of what has led to that criticism at Real Madrid. Yes. The recurrent injuries... Mm-hmm. And I think there must be a point when you've achieved so much in the game, we think, can I put myself through this anymore? Why am I putting mm. myself through this anymore? Yeah. And I think the answer is two worded for Wales. Mm. And, you know, if they don't get to the World Cup, then, you know, maybe that changes the way he looks at things. Well, or if, accelerates if, the way he looks at things. If they don't, two words golf course. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mr. Run and does. Can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy. Released. Murphy one-on-one. Jacob Murphy to win it. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. I've got great news for you. It's time for emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. Ah, oh, 2021. <laughs> 
<laughs> when life was just a bit better, I suppose. Was it? Uh, hello to Anonymous. A subject line is, my dad <clears throat> almost killed the golden generation. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving this email for an international break. My lovely old dad used to be a senior British Airways pilot. He's not big into football, but he knows me and my brother are mad about it. So when he got the opportunity to fly the England squad back from the World Cup in Germany in 2006, he jumped at the chance. He flew the golden generation home, managed by none other than Sven, after oh. their defeat in the penalty shootout to Portugal. He met all the players and wives, and I think they all signed a ball for the flight crew. Very cool. He dined out on that story for quite a while, and why not? It's a good one. However, this all changed when the sun began serialising Rio Ferdinand's autobiography. Uh-oh. The headline was Three Lions Air Hell! <laughs> BT, Air hell. BT Sport Pundit, Rio Ferdinand believed Three Lions team would be killed on World Cup flight as players wept and prayed. I remember this! I remember quotes, going on quotes from the article included, uh, the ex-Man United 43 defender has told how players included Wayne Rooney uh, and Steven Jarrett were crying and play, praying for their lives as their plane hit severe turbulence. I was sat near Wayne Rooney and Steven Gerrard and their wives and everyone was screaming. It was turbulence on another level. It was mental. People, luggage were going all over the place and no one knew what was going on. I thought, this is it. Wags on a plane. Even the uh, air stewardesses. You can always gauge how serious things by their expressions. Uh, and I looked at them and they were all sat down in their seats, stony-faced and clearly thinking, fucking hell, we're in trouble. Uh, the article goes into more, even more harrowing details and it was deemed large, large enough news that it was picked up by several other national publications. My dad claimed that some of the some of the article may have been exaggerated mm. for a dramatic effect, not like the sun to do something like that. No. He says the real story is that I did a big loop-de-loop. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a storm and they were redirected to another airport, all fairly routine stuff. However... We did get some uh, laughs from the article, and I think my dad has about 10 copies of Rio's book <laughs> book that he's been gifted over the years. Hey, be oh. here. Never killed anyone. No. So, wicked, uh, I've, I've given that, them that tagline, and they want to run with it. Yeah. I have to British say. British never killed anyone. Yeah, I think that would be a great tagline. Yeah, exactly. So, some of that, like, you know, the, the, the cabin crew taking their seats during turbulence, I mean... Really? They, they do that anyway, don't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think, no, if it's, if it's particularly... A bit, if if a bit I see tasty. someone visibly pissing themselves, yeah, that's what <laughs> I'll be like. Right? Yeah, you'd be like, oh, 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 that's giving me the green light, has it? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we've reached a place in society where I am comfortable. Uh, I know, I know what you mean. I remember Ferdinand going on about that, but then I'm glad that we've had that clarified. Yeah, because yeah, that's not. Uh, there was just there was the Saudi Arabia. Uh, which team was it in the World Cup in Russia? Who uh, they had to do an emergency landing. Right. Okay. Um, Andy, you're not interested at all. No, no. not really. Okay. <laughs> um, show at footballramble.com. Uh, tweet us at footballramble if you can find something of interest to Andy Brassel. <laughs> uh, right, everybody. Uh, La Finalissima, as it was dubbed, was uh, played last night. Gee. Italy. Italy zero. Argentina trez. Uh, if you will, um, <laughs> at Wembley Stadium. Yes, the first match between the winners of the Euros and the Copa America for 29 years. The last time this uh, happened, of course, 1993, Argentina won it. Diego Maradona's Argentina. They beat Denmark. Um, no, did, did, I mean, uh, did someone make this whole thing up? <laughs> sort of go, it's, it's quite f- important and we've not done it for a long time. Going, did you ever do it though? All right. What's <laughs> wrong with 90s nostalgia? Which is what we've built our entire rep on <laughs> and what we keep force feeding to 22 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they won't accept it, we'll have to force it down them. Um, I mean, they, they didn't wear baggy kits, unfortunately. That was slightly unfortunate. <laughs> but yes, I think, I, I, yeah, I did wonder why this match sort of has to happen. Did was the FA keen 
uh, when England were in the final of the Euros. Yeah, yeah, we'll have that. Oh, yeah, we'll no, have that. That's backfired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll host it, I suppose. Um, yeah. But it was a great win for Argentina. And, and again, w- watching this oh, match... Lovely for you to see Italy beating at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by, by a team who, who are very, very positive about England, of course, <laughs> Argentina. <laughs> but um, I, it played out as, as I'm sure anybody would have thought. The, the South American side were very, very keen for the victory and, and had their tails up. And Leo Messi loves it at Wembley, doesn't he? Rolling he back the years. He loves it at Wembley. He does, whether it's against Spurs, Manchester United or Italy. He's there for the big occasion. Yeah. Um, but and did you not think, though, that, that, that people will say, oh, the South American side, they're obviously going to take it more seriously than the European side. The European side won't be that bothered, as we see sometimes with the Club World Cup final, etc., etc. Or do you think that, no, Argentina were just that much better and Italy couldn't get going? Yeah, I, th- I think they were on the night. And I think Italy are in a funny spot because obviously for them, mm. uh, for this to go well and for the Nations League to go well would have been and you know still will be from the Nations League perspective be a, be a big deal because they didn't make it to the World Cup um, they are doing a bit of a rebuild and Mancini talked about this mm. beforehand I do wonder if that dialed a little bit of the intensity off when he when he said right we've got to start again mm. with uh, young players etc etc we are going to play Chiellini and Bonucci though yeah, exactly. He's 118th and last game for Italy. Yeah. You see, have a bit of respect. Mm. But Couldn't get close enough to Messi to grab him by the neck, could he? Yeah, Honestly, Messi was, it was just it was glorious. It's, it's funny how Messi has... He's doing a bit of Gareth Bale. He's not bothered by club football when it comes to international yeah, football. Maybe, because people accused him of being the other way around when he was younger. But Argentina has undoubtedly become more important to him mm. in recent years. That's something that Tim Vickery talks about. Well, his Copper America again, again. win, he... he, he, he Really felt he needed that, having mm. soap become so come so close to Copper Americas and World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I'd never go as far as to say he's conserving effort at club level. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but but it was it was I huge am. for him. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that irony again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you saw him being sort of chucked around by the Argentinian players. Uh, and so on and celebrating and so on. I mean the Argentines oh, were also singing um, El Diego's Watching Us From Heaven that is, is that is wonderful yeah. I, I mean what I particularly liked about Purgatory, it Purgatory maybe is, is, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing keepy piece to try and impress us where yeah. the pearly gets yeah. come on let us in you have a look in, at this San Pedro <laughs> if you can do infinity you can get in <laughs> I mean, what was amazing is a, a guy who's been doing this like leisurely playmaker role for yeah. PSG for the last six months goes on this rampage and two guys who are technically unemployed yeah. in Angel Di Maria and Paolo Dybala absolutely grabbed the game by the throat as well. Yeah. Lataro was fantastic. Lovely. I, mean, I, I, I just... don't just gloss over Di Maria's lovely little finish. Oh, I think, I think no, Dybala's not... finish was better. I'd really do. Yeah, I like both finishes. I like both finishes. <laughs> Different finishes. <laughs> but it, it, Maria's was a bit of a dink which was, mm. which was lovely. I mean Donnarumma made some great saves. He, he, mm. was, he was up for it but yeah, but Italy were distinctly second best. Argentina, with that wonderful support they have, were just not going to let the fans down, were they? Uh, in, in, at Wembley Stadium as well. I mean, Emmy Martinez in goal said, being champion at the Maracanã at Wembley is a dream from which I don't know if I'm going to wake up. <laughs> I mean, yes, winning winning trophies at the two great rivals' home stadiums is, is obviously huge for them. But again, like I, I'm quite sure if Italy had won that game, you wouldn't have seen the scenes of celebration that you saw with the Argentinian players. No. Mm. You know, but that's no slight on anybody. Well, slot on Italy, maybe, but you know, it's not. I'm just. It was great that Argentina really, really took to that and and put on a dazzling display 
and uh, and 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 good luck to him. But what do you think of them at the World Cup, though? Then that's the that's the question because perhaps gone under the radar with, with an aging Messi and one you or see, two other this, stars. This was so convincing that I've had to say in my brain, don't judge them for the World Cup on this game. Yeah, okay. You know what you mean? Yeah. Because it was it was very very easy to believe in, in Argentina off the back of that I think yeah and and yes I know what you mean but but come the World Cup I mean as I say it, 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 where would you compare them to say Brazil where would you put Brazil at the moment honestly I don't I don't see enough of Brazil right. to, to to know um, if Bruno Guimarães isn't playing I won't even be watching any of their games <laughs> obviously <laughs> what about Joel Linton. <laughs> Stick him in the midfield. Get him in. Get them all in. It was wonderful seeing the um, Brazil players at Disneyland recently, wasn't it? In South Korea, wasn't it? Oh, that was really? What was was that like a stopover? What was that? That's a, a bloody confused good time. How you kind of just a weird. I mean, th- that was a very expensively populated roller coaster. <laughs> well, I imagine if it crashed and they all got <laughs> injured, they all lost their legs. Ah, nuts. Rubbish. I, I, I noticed Lucas Pacatar drew the short straw of sitting next to Neymar. <laughs> that's, that's why he had the grimace on his face. It was, it was nothing talking, complaining. To do with zero gravity. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Gentlemen, let us go back to club football if, uh, if we can. And we're going to talk about a man who has won the World Cup. Mm. So he's proved to everybody that he's a very, very good player. It's Paul Pogba. Um, Manchester United confirmed that he will be leaving the club when his contract expires at the end of June. It's it's going to happen. He's going to leave. He's off. Yeah. He's out of there. Uh, again, until that man, until he signs a contract for another side, <laughs> I still think he's going to turn up for Manchester United somewhere <laughs> next season. I did um, not for a second think his last game for Manchester United was going to be a 4-0 defeat at Anfield. Yes. Can yeah. you imagine if that was... That, you know, if you could look into the future when yeah. he signed and said, your last game, <laughs> you're going to go off injured in a 4 defeat. <laughs> 10 minutes or And worse than that, fella, it's not going to matter. No. It's not going to matter yeah, yeah, because yeah. all the rest of the season's been trash as well. <laughs> but you will win the Europa League. Um, scored in the final, of course. But yes, the club thanked him for his service on Twitter and issued quite a long statement celebrating his highlights. Um, presumably that uh, defeat at Anfield wasn't in there. But, uh, but I mean... What, 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 what is his what, legacy, Marcus? What is his legacy? Some <laughs> fine haircuts, but I, look, it, 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 you know, you talked about Bale being at Real Madrid being a basket case of a club. They won a lot of big trophies there. Paul Pogba at this this time in Manchester United's history, surrounded like, by aging midfielders, well, uh, kind of, you know. But, but again, though, with it, managers that you know are not very good managers, it's kind of it's it's. Once I bought the Large Hadron Collider on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. I know it does something very unique. Yes. I know it's important. Uh-huh. I know it's expensive. Mm. But could I find the on switch? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant it needed very, very special and, and specific set of circumstances could, could not, to flourish. I, it, I, I wasn't, it wasn't working in my garden. Mm. I just It needs a very specific site. Yes. It needs very specific conditions mm. to flourish. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, mean, saw, I saw it, that as some terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It needs um, it needs a Pirlo, a Marquisio, <laughs> and an Arturo Vidal around it, and then it would yeah. flourish, much like Paul Pogba. I uh, like it. Yeah, you see what I did there, Andy. I do. But, but what do we think? Because with Pogba again, I get some of the criticism about Paul Pogba at Manchester United. I, again, I don't think he's covered himself in glory, but neither is the club. It's a kind of both parties will look at this and just go, mm, 
I wanted more out of you. Both will say that to each other. Yeah. And, 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 and feel it's from, a bit of a shame. It felt from quite an early stage that it wasn't going to work out. They clearly didn't have a plan no. when they bought him, which is ridiculous, making someone the most expensive player in the world and not having a plan on how they're going to use them. Mm. I'm very much not a subscriber, as you already know, to, well, you know, you're the best player in the world or if you're the most sure. expensive player in the world, you've got to just turn up and make it work. It does not work like that and mm. clearly there have been conditions for him to work in other teams and I think that's the thing that's kind of been overlooked in a lot of the conversation over this in him leaving Manchester United in a lot of the time that he's been average a lot of the time for Manchester mm. United or below expectation yeah I think is maybe a better way to put it it's been really good for France you know yeah. he's, he's won trophies and he's played really well but I think for him the next leap is quite an important one in mm. terms of how he's going to be defined as a footballer. Like he's, he's 29 years old now. Still got a bit in the tank. Yeah, he has. And a, a little bit to prove as well. Mm. So mm. It, it feels to me like he's, he's wasted quite a lot of his prime years. And, you know, he's mm -hmm. not blameless in this uh, 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 Manchester United. Sure. Um, I'm not convinced that him going back to Juventus is the play. I, I don't know. It's, it's so difficult to pick where it would work out for him. But Juventus are kind of... I don't think they're going to win the league next season. They're kind of mid-rebuild. He struggled. Like you talked about post-Vidal, um, post-Pirlo in 2015. I mean, he was younger then, of course, but he struggled to recalibrate and be the leader of that that midfield. I, I, so don't, I don't think, think he is particularly suited to that. No. I don't think he's he not learned it at no. Manchester United, has he? But I think he's one of those players where the the, 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 the highlight reel or the show reel, whatever you want to call it, is very impressive. You see the passes, you see the goals, the, the time of Juventus. And I think Manchester United thought, yeah, brilliant. As you say, oh, we'll slap the captain's armband or whatever and he'll be the leader. But mm. again, look at the players that he was surrounded by mm. in that Juventus side. They're leaders, they're grafters, they're, they're experienced players. And he was not given a free role, but he was freed up to do a lot of stuff, as he is for France. When he's got N'Golo Kante next to him, or even during the World Cup, you know, Blaise Matuidi was playing. It was a very conservative French side, but it, but it worked. And, yeah. and he was in there to do his stuff. And, and, and he is one of the finest passers of the ball. He's got all the tools to be one of the best midfielders in the world. And it's mental to think that he was 23 when he went to, to Manchester United because you think, <laughs> because you think well, hang on, but he achieved so much. I mean, I know he didn't win the Champions League with Juventus. He played in the final, I think, when they were beating the 3-1 by Barcelona. Yeah. He's won the World Cup. He's done all this sort of stuff. And then you go, oh, blimey, yeah, he has been playing for Manchester United from the age of 23 to the age of 29, mm. which, as you say, are prime years. Now, for a player like him who doesn't rely on pace and, and, and so on, yeah, he could have another three or four, maybe five years mm. um, playing top-level football. It'd be very interesting to see where, where, where he goes, as, as, as you say. I mean, clearly Ten Hag wasn't interested in trying to tempt him to stay. Oh, I don't I, blame I, I, him I, at all for that. I don't think it is that. I think the, the departure's acted before he even gets there. Well, I, I, think, I, I don't really think been, it's anything but, to do with but, him. But but him I, do, he, I do think a clean break is better for both of them. No, I do as well. Agreed. Because he's, he's, yeah. he's been making kissy faces at teams for, for a long time, which... Again, I understand. And look, Harry Kane did that for crying out loud in a much more profound way, which, you know... And in the middle of a much more lockdown contract. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, you know, make what you will and fans can have their say and so on. But this has been going on and on for Pog with, with Pogba. And I think that fans just said, oh, yeah, fine. Just, as you say, better all around. Mm. Um, what, what do you think of um, uh, Manchester United being linked to Frankie de Jong of, of Barcelona? Because, you know, a very talented player, a very coveted player, of course, mm. when he went there. How's it working out with him at Barcelona? I, I think to judge him on his spell at Barcelona is harsh because Frankie de Jong in 
a good Barcelona side, one of mm. the good Barcelona sides that we remember from the last 10, 15 years, is very different tale to the Frankie de Jong mm. that has actually played for Barcelona and been in this at this hub of chaos, really. Mm. I mean, funnily so enough... He should be all right. He's, he's got the experience of that. He should be able to do okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know what <laughs> well, funnily, funnily enough, I do think the fact that we've, we've found out a lot more about him mm. over the last few years than we would have found out if he'd have been in a good Barcelona side. Because, you know, it felt like he was plug and play. Like there was a plan for him because we'd, we'd seen him do it at Ajax to an incredibly high standard in mm. the Champions League. But he's had to play loads of different roles for Barcelona mm-hmm. because it's been a circus. Yeah. So as well as playing deep, keeping the ball moving, he's played this sort of advanced role where he's got late into the box and scored goals, which is something that could be quite interesting. I'm really interested to see if they do bring back Donny van der Beek rather than move him on. And if Ten Hag like plays the two of them together, because if he gets anything out of them, like he was able to get out of them three years ago, mm-hmm. you know, United are laughing, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, Donny. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Come home, one might say. Yeah, I know what you mean. I find it credible that Frankie Jung's 25. I was, I was a teenager. But what a player he is, though. Uh, what about... You Man- judge everyone on their hair, is what we found out from today's <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Yeah, Ten Hag. Curtains. He's uh, just ageless. <laughs> Same age as Richard O'Brien, I assume. Um, the club at Manchester United have confirmed that Jesse Lingard will be leaving at the end of this, of the end of his contract. Of course, surely Pete Donnelly's got to rejoin Moises' boises. Well, uh, that would be a, a, the smart move, you would imagine. Oh, where's he going to he... go? Newcastle United. Well, he's got, like... you're Newcastle United? Jesse Lingard? I don't know. Is that is that is that what? I don't know. It's pricey, isn't it? Pricey. It's free. Wages. Oh, you're mate. so thrifty, pricey. So, so all right. All right. Someone think... has to look after the pennies. On, yeah. Do you not remember what those Newcastle United fans were singing? We're the richest club <laughs> in the world. Oh, Andy, have you walked past the plinth? They painted the plinth that they moved Alan Shearer back on. Uh, yes. They painted it black now because I thought it looked a bit porny when they first saw. He's back. I was like, yeah, he looks like shit. Paint it for crying out loud. Terrible stuff. <laughs> Looks nice, huh? <laughs> I know. Well, I, the, the owners don't want to disrespect the uh, the history of the club, so I think that's very. <laughs> well, it's just because like Bobby Robson's uh, plinth is like all dirty, oh, so they've got need to paint that as well. Don't do that, oh, with Bobby. Robson. The fourth bridge. Yeah, <laughs> just you constantly <laughs> constantly painting Bobby Robson. By the time you get to Alan Shearer, you got to start on Bobby Robson again. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I mean, uh, just before um, Lingard's. A statement came out. He posted a picture of himself in the gym with a defiant caption, overly focused. It's far from the time to rest now. Yeah. Come on, one last push. He did have a bucket, got, bucket hat on. <laughs> with sunglasses. Um, he's got guitar in his sights, has he, Andy? Come on. One Must last have. dance. Must have. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, Newcastle United, mm. one of their former um, managers, Alan Pardew, mm. has... Uh, it's a serious matter, this, actually, for a change with Pardew. He's resigned as manager and technical director of CSK Sofia. Uh, it follows a section of uh, the, the club supporters targeting their own team's black players with racist abuse. A week after losing the Bulgarian Cup final, they played a league match and were greeted by angry fans outside the stadium, some of which threw bananas, which is all... Uh, shocking and depressing stuff. They ended up playing the match after initially refusing, but Pardew was left angered by the incident, so he decided to leave along with uh, his assistant manager, Alex Dyer, uh, the first black man to hold a co- coaching role at the club. So, yeah, Pardew um, has resigned because of uh, the fans, uh, as you say, targeting the, the team's black players with racist abuse. So, a very, very... Um, Good on him. Crap. Good on him, yeah. And 
He's, he's, he's clearly done the right thing. I mean, I, I would say that Bulgarian football fans have had a long mm-hmm. and start. You know, there's Hitler banners at fucking um, Levski not that long ago. And we kids, saw what happened against England, of course. Yeah, when kids with swastikas drawn on their chest. I mean, like th- th- this is Bulgarian football, and you know, if, if Pardew went in with with his eyes closed, I'm, I'd be very surprised mm. uh, into what's happening. So you know, <clears> they're, they're, they're ultras are called the fucking animals for crying out loud. You know, yeah. they are animals. Uh, it's uh, but of course he's he's done the right thing. Yeah, he has done the right thing. Um, tonight, everybody, more Nations League. Come on. Spain hosts Portugal in Liga. Andy Brassel. That gets you, that gets the juices flowing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, dearie me. That tonight, Germany, England next week. Lovely. <laughs> uh, on the home nations front, Northern Ireland play Greece in League C. Good luck to them uh, well there we are everybody look forward to the Nations League tonight get your chops around that lot thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAS Creator Network we're back tomorrow for more things for you to get your chops into <laughs> until then say goodbye Andy Brassel goodbye say goodbye Pete Donaldson farewell say goodbye from me and thank you everybody see you <laughs> say, soon say goodbye from me you're talking to yourself <laughs> goodbye from Marcus thank goodbye you goodbye from Marcus bye bye <laughs> Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.